This is the Patriot Cause with Bud Cornwell, United States Marine Corps retired. Patriots, on January 24th of this year, I posted a podcast on the ruler of this world. Today is Sunday, and I'm going to replay that podcast for you. Satan rules this world. End the conversation. Yet we have the love of Christ to defend us and defend our country. We must understand that. We must understand what Satan controls and at the same time understand what God has given us in defense, which is the Bible against Satan. Without further ado, listen to the ruler of this world. The devil is as powerful as he is, is a limited enemy. The Bible makes it clear in several places that he can only do what God permits him to do, but he can do some serious damage. Sometimes it may seem unbelievable what Satan can do. And then you think about, why did God let him do that? I'm telling you, that's a rabbit hole we don't want to go down. And talk about, why did God let the devil do something? Because his plan is definitely not ours. His understanding is not ours. But we have to consider that. We have to understand who Satan is. In March of 2015, a mother in Ohio decapitated her three-month-old baby. When she was sentenced, she told the county judge that she had loved her daughter very much. Before that event happened, the police had actually taken the baby when it was born away from this mother and given that care of that child to her aunt. The reason they did that was this. She was considered a threat and had been acting crazy and talking out about demons and speaking in tongues when a juvenile court judge previously placed the baby in custody of the family. A social worker later placed the baby in the temporary custody of an aunt whose authorities say was warned to keep the mother away from the child unless social workers were present. That's Satan at his best. A mother killing their own child. But I'm here to tell you, we don't need to fear Satan. We don't need to fear the devil. But we do need to remember that he truly is in this world. And as, so, as long as we're followers of Jesus in this world, we must take presence in understanding that very seriously as Christians, that Satan is in this world. That brings us to the passage that we're going to be talking about today, 1 Peter 5. The Apostle Peter has been writing to his brothers and to sisters in Christ who were suffering from persecution of the faith. So 
in this chapter, Peter talks about that persecution. He had been urging them to take a faithful stand for the Lord Jesus, even while in the midst of an environment in which it's culturally hard to follow Jesus. But we all need to praise God because he who is in us is greater than he who is in this world. Please stand as we read from the word of God. First Peter 5, verse 8 and 9. This is the New King James Version. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Resist him steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world. Let us pray. Father, don't let us grow complacent towards you or be lured to love anyone or anything more than you. Remember the idols, remove the idols from our hearts so that you alone command our allegiance and utmost affection. Help us to love and forgive others as you have forgiven us so the enemy cannot get a foothold through the hate or bitterness on our part. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Please be seated. So the devil is a literal being. Just like we are beings, God is a being, Jesus Christ is a being. It's not a figment of our imagination. It's not a story written in some book, a science fi book that we read, saying, well, this is the devil. So I very much do believe that the devil is a literal being. And the Lord Jesus Christ himself also believed and knew that the devil was a literal being. Because the Bible tells us that he experienced the literal temptation from the devil in the wilderness. It tells us that it was the devil who entered into Judas, his heart, to betray our Lord. So this is a being that makes things happen in this world. So Jesus treated the devil as a little being by teaching us and telling us that. Matthew 13, 39, he said, The devil is the enemy who sows the tares with the good seed. He spoke of the everlasting fire prepared for the devil and his angels in Matthew 25, verse 41. He told of those who opposed him his teaching that there were of his father and the devil, saying, He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in truth, but because there is no truth in him. He speaks lies. Matthew 8, 4. For he is a liar and the father of it. So whatever else someone may think that it takes to be a Christian, it certainly must include actually believing the devil is a literal person. Because if you don't believe that and you deny it, then you can walk around this world and nothing affects you. Because he's with you. And this world is exactly what you think it should be. In fact, I think it's very dangerous for us to deny the devil because of that reason. 
if you deny him, that's what he wants. Over the past hundred years or so, it's been popular to say that the devil is a symbolic. A personification of evil that was never meant to be thought or taken literally. And that's how the world has been over all of this century. They think it's just, you know, some fairy tale type thing or whatever. That, 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 that Satan doesn't really exist. And that everything that you do in life is dependent only and solely upon you. So the Bible speaks of Satan leads men to believe that he would be putting ourselves in great danger if we were to deny his literal existence. And that's true. And the scriptures tells us that. Some of you know one of my favorite books of the Bible is Ephesians. Because it's good instruction for us as Christians to understand exactly how powerful evil is in this world. Ephesians 6.11 Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of the weaknesses in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. But he tells us, Peter tells us, the whole world that we live in. He is the ruler of the whole world that we live in. And everything in it. But the Bible teaches that he's the ruler of the world. Thanks to our Lord, he is a cast out ruler. But he's still the ruler. When Jesus Christ went to the cross, he defeated Satan. That very day, Satan was defeated for eternity. But he's still here. Because that's God's plan. The whole world is under the sway of the evil one, as 1 John says. As the Apostle Paul puts it, he is the God of this age. I like that term. Because it really puts a label on who Satan is and what Satan is capable of doing. The God of this age. So it's not like you and I, limit, very limited in what we can do and say and so forth. He has power. He has abilities that have been granted to him by God. But they're limited abilities. In 2 Corinthians 4, But even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing, whose minds the God of this age has blinded. Who do not believe, least the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine on them. So as the God of this age, people are blinded by Satan until they actually get the gospel of Jesus Christ and accept it. So the God of this age controls people. And part of that is by them denying his existence. And the devil loves it. He loves it when we deny his existence. And it's very dangerous to do so. He is the most powerful of all created beings that God has made. 
That's shocking to hear that, to understand that. He was at one time an angel of heaven. That's how powerful this beating is. He was cast out of heaven into this earth. So we can't say in our minds that he's not here. People who mock and ridicule the idea that the devil exists truly do so to their eternal peril. Again, they're blinded. They don't even know what their situation is. So Peter tells us about the adversary. This is the interesting part. The adversary is the devil. So an adversary is like somebody you fight against. You know, some, you're defending yourself, protecting yourself against this adversary. Somebody that wants to come after you. So Peter tells us how do we defend ourselves by being alert. Which is part of verse 8. He also talks about an, an offensive mode. What can we do to help ourselves against the devil? And in verse 9 he says, basically be steadfast in the faith of Jesus Christ. Be steadfast. So what does it actually mean by being alert? What does alert mean? Peter writes in verse 8, he says, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. So he refers to that devil as the adversary. So what's at stake for him is an eternal lake of fire, and so he is desperate and determined to make himself a winner in this cosmic battle, and to make all of those aligned with Jesus Christ to lose. So Satan is already condemned to go to the lake of fire. And I guarantee you he knows it. Because when our Savior was on that cross and defeated Satan, I guarantee you he knew right then and there he was not going to last forever. So he's doing everything he can until that day. So Peter is calling us to, to a state of what they call alert in the household of the faith. There is someone roaming this earth that is immeasurably more dangerous than a lion. So I want you to think about it. There's a zoo in, it's called the Wild Animal Safari in Stratford, Missouri. I don't know if you've ever been there. But they have lions there. You can go see lions. Imagine for a minute one of those lions got loose from that zoo. Rome and Missouri. There would be a minute-by-minute minute report on the news. The news would not stop talking about the lions. Rome and Missouri. We would be told to stay in our houses, call the authorities immediately if we heard or seen anything. We would make sure that our children are safe, not outside where the lion could get them. We'd make sure that our homes are secure. We would all be in a state of alert. If that happened, we would be looking for this lion. <clears throat> so in the beginning of verse 8, when it comes to the threats of the devil, our defensive response is to be what they call twofold. Number one, be sober. Peter's talking about be sober. And that word sober means in the Bible exactly what we know. Don't be intoxicated. When you become intoxicated, you're not in control of yourself. You get liberated, you know, 
You don't mow left and right, up and down. And so he says, be sober. Don't be intoxicated as it refers to Satan. Also, be vigilant or watchful. So always look and see what Satan is doing. And understand what he's doing. And avoid being in those situations. His attacks won't come in obvious ways, but in deceitful ways that aren't necessary anticipated. So it's not like he's going to do what I call a frontal assault. There's Satan, he's standing in front of me, and he's going to tempt me, and I'm going to know. That's not how he operates. He comes around, sneaks around you, gets in your brain, gets in your heart, gets in your mind, tempt you with things that are wrong or things that are not pleasing to our Father. So the bottom line is we have to be alert. We have to understand how Satan works and be alert of what can happen. Lastly, we want to be steadfast. And in verse 9, Peter goes on to tell us what our offensive response is. Having told us to be alert, Peter goes on to tell us to hold our ground and resist him. Hold our ground and resist him. James really tells us in detail what this means. Submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. So let's think about this. Submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. You can't do this yourself. You don't have the power to fight the devil. You don't have the ability. We're not even in the same league as this being called the devil. So if we're not, and we don't have the same power, why would we even attempt to try to fight him alone? So I believe that resisting him, being steadfast in the faith, is extremely important to remember that we are living as we are in times of cultural hostility to our faith. The great temptation at such times is to compromise our professional faith, deny the authority of God's word, and just go along with the flow of the world. How many people do we know that do that? How many Christians or so-called Christians that we know that do that. That just go along with the flow of the world. Give you an example. This is from the bottom of my heart, speaking for myself. This is what how I feel about this. When somebody said that we're not going to pray in schools anymore, that is a prime example of us not resisting him. That's a prime example of this country not resisting Satan. We're going along with the flow of the world. That's how powerful this guy is. That's how powerful this being is. So that's exactly what the devil is seeking to make us do. And we resist him by refusing to do so. The Bible tells us in the book of Revelations that during the most intense times of persecution, the saints will prove to have overcome the devil. So Revelation 12, 11. And they have conquered him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. 
For they love not their lives even until death. They love not their lives even until death. So we have to remain steadfast in the faith, knowing that others of our brothers and sisters in Christ are experiencing the same sort of attacks by the enemy. So the bottom line is this. We can't do this alone. We must stand together as a church. And when we go back to what James was saying, that we have to have God. We have to understand and submit yourself to God to be able to fight Satan. We have to submit ourselves to God. Because I want to tell you something. In Peter's day, when Jesus walked this earth, there was temptation from the devil then. There was temptation a hundred years ago. And there is temptation from the devil today. There is no difference from today, right now, as when Jesus Christ was crucified. The culture was still there. Satan was still there. So we must resist the same way that our Lord Jesus Christ was telling his disciples when it comes to the devil. We must be steadfast in the faith. And a key part of that is resisting together. Resisting the devil together. So when we, as a church, have an issue or a problem or tempted we can reach out to our fellow Christians to help us to fight Satan, to help us together to pray to our Lord, to reach our God, to come and help us when we get tempted by Satan. So what I want to conclude is the bottom line. Satan has been defeated, but he's not dead. This warning about the devil is the last encouragement that the Apostle Peter gives us about being faithful to our Lord in the time of persecution. The persecutions from the Satan were then, they are now, and they're going to continue to end of time. Even when we pass on, and if the world is still here, there will still be persecution. We may easily become Satan's victim and lose much of what our Savior wants us to gain if we do these things. We are susceptible to Satan. We try to stay true to the faith in every way, but end up forgetting to watch out for the great enemy of our soul. If we fail to understand that Satan is real and not just some fairy tale that we read in the book, if we fail to keep on guard against Satan's attacks, then we're going to become victims of what Satan has in store for the world. Uh, most of us can remember a movie and a book, obviously, it's called To Kill a Mockingbird. And what happens is they had this rabbit dog that appears, and Atticus goes and gets a gun, and he kills this rabbit dog in the street. And then he warns his children to stay away from the dog until the sheriff is able to come.
me get this dog. Because even though the dog is dead, it's still dangerous because of the rabies that the dog has. So they didn't want the kids touching the dog. So here's Atticus warning his children to stay away from the dog. This is a way that I feel we should view Satan. We don't have to fear him in an ultimate sense because he's a conquered enemy, but he's still here and he still has the ability to infect us, just like the rabies, to get inside of us, to tempt us. So Jesus has defeated him for us once and for all. His destiny is not certain. Is now certain his doom is the lake of fire. So we know where he's going, but he ain't there yet. We know where we're going, but we're not there yet. But until that time, he is finally cast in the lake of fire. He's still just as dangerous as ever. And we need to watch out for him so long as we're in this world. So I want you to remember two great encouragements that the Apostle Peter gives us. When it comes to the threats of our already defeated enemy, the devil, we must be alert and we must be steadfast. For those of us that have been Christians a long time, sometimes we get complacent. And we think, well, we're okay now. We've reached the point in our life where I've read the Bible enough times, I understand the Spirit, the Spirit's always with me, I'm protected. And that's true, you are protected by God. But, I'm telling you, Satan has the ability to find the one little crack in you to be able to come in and cause you to do things that you would not normally do. Or cause you to think things that you would not normally think. That's how he works. But I want you to remember this. I absolutely love what John says here. He who is in us is greater than he that is in the world. They got famous songs written over that. That is burnt in my heart. And I hope it's burnt in yours. Because I know no matter what happens in this world, all I have to do is go to our Lord Jesus Christ and he will help me to defeat Anything that this world has to throw at us. Because there's many a times that we think we watch the news and see things that are happening and we just like, oh well, I guess I'll just do that. He who is in us is greater than he that is in the world. Go to him. Go to Christ when you have these feelings of, oh well, I'll just go with the flow. Asking you that resist the devil, resist Satan, and go to Christ. Let's pray. Almighty God, cover our minds with the helmet of your salvation, reminding us constantly that we are your children and the enemy can't mess with us. Fix our thoughts, Lord Jesus, on what is true, honorable, right pure, lovely, and admirable. Help us to think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise so your peace will guard our minds. 
Don't let me copy the behavior and customs of this world, but transform us into a new person by changing the way we think. Then we will learn to recognize your will for us, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Saturate our minds with your truth so we are convinced that the answers are found in your word, not out in this world. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If you don't have Christ in your life, then the ruler of the world rules you. He comes and controls everything that you do. You may not think that he does. You may not know that he does. But he does. And thus, the reason we have to depend on the holy God that created us and the Savior that died at the cross that saves us from this world and saves us from the kingdom of this planet. Think about it. If you're thinking that you're going to die and nothing's going to happen, I'm here to tell you that is not the truth. The truth is you will die physically, but you will never die spiritually. And you can either... A, live in eternity with the God that created you or live in eternity without Him. That is the truth. This is the Gunny out.